She likes a podcast where you listen to this album talk about life, news, and anything interesting. I hope all you guys are doing well. Um, today I'm not gonna be talking about Taiwan anymore. I'm recording this at night as well, so hopefully it's more chill, less inhibition. Um, just overall better experience and atmosphere. And today I'll be talking about something that's relevant. I would say it's interesting. This is a topic that I saved on my browser tab for quite a while. Seven months ago, man, this topic was posted on Ask Reddit. So this person asked, what's the harsh reality that everybody needs to hear? And a lot of people upvoted it, a lot of awards given. So some of the comments are very interesting. That's re- relevant or related to every aspect of my life, different stages of my life. And I thought, why not talk about this, discuss this? And I'm quite sure some parts of it is relevant to you as well. Anyway, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I feel like I'm, I'm not feeling so well. And maybe at some point, I need to clear my choice. Like there's a cough coming. I, it, it might be COVID, man. I'm not too sure. But bear, bear with me. Yeah. So the first thing, the first comment that the person made or somebody made was children's first bullies are often their parents. And I can agree with that a lot. My first bully is my father. And how does that happen is, okay, the main thing here is that he was the source of my uh, low self-confidence, low self-efficacy, lack of control, no... There's a sense of like inability to shape um, things in my life, inability to influence things and just confidence issues in general, anxiety and everything. And how that really happened is just, I feel that when you're young, right, you're supposed to be given opportunities to, to learn that you have control in life, you are able to shape things, you can influence things. And when you are not given the kind of opportunities and when when your parents, when your father kind of act in a way, it's like my, my way or the highway, and they try and like bully you into taking, to follow their way, that can really kind of make you question everything that you do. And kind of, when your father himself is like a bully, you know, like a being in this case, he's like mm, born to migrant parents, not so well off, family background. He had to survive on his own, getting kicked out by his parents and everything. So that's like, the way he learned how to navigate this difficult world is how he, it affected his way of approaching child raising, right? Raising a child parenting in general. And that wasn't, I think, optimal to raising a child. And that's how life is. You have no choice, right? It's not like you're in an organization, there's structure, there's incentive. People um, will actively signal to you whether you are making the right choice or not. There's feedback, there's peer review, there's media review, there's annual review, whatever or not. But in this real parenting, in, in terms of parenting, there's no such thing. The, your only coach is your parents and perhaps um, shows or other things. But the main source is your parents, right? You see how your parents teach you, then you teach your parents. and in the age of um, um, no internet, the only source is really your parents and the people around you. And when you are shaped by people that are not very good, then it affects you, right? And in this case, it kind of affected my parents and my father, then it kind of like affected me as well. And I don't know, man. It's just... It, it just made... 
think my early childhood kind of tough and it created all these problems right that existed i would say maybe somewhere it was somewhere there in academic life but the thing about academic life was that it was structured so there was some sort of control you know that when you press a it will lead to b there's some sort of input that you know you can put in to get some sort of results right but it gets harder when you are dealing with un unforeseen circumstances things that happens that is out of your control especially at work or in internships that's that's where like problems that i have right really get exacerbated like maybe more momentarily you know in academic when i started to do well i put in my best i becomes more i become more familiar with my materials with, with the subject you feel like you know maybe it's not that bad after all i managed to kind of deal with my problems for my childhood for my parents right that was caused by my parents then not 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 sooner i mean how do i even phrase this shortly afterwards once i started working they all these things kind of bubble up again they realize like hey i never really got past these problems and whenever things that are like when things are getting out of control then this becomes like a huge problem it just comes back again and it's just unfortunate it also affects not just work right i think i mentioned this a lot a lot of times before it also affects romantic relationship i feel that to some extent having a relationship also takes a lot of courage taking risk just being able to have confidence in yourself even though you are fucking ugly as long as you're confident you keep asking questions no if you keep asking the person out okay okay that, that, that doesn't seem to be the right approach but if you keep trying like ask different people out at one point somebody is going to accept and this is like a numbers game like what people sell it's like sales and that and when you are when you have no confidence when you have so much anxiety it becomes very challenging in this case and of course this is a very 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 victim kind of mentality right so i, I try my best lah. i try my best to deal with this kind of issues um next is your life can be changed forever in the blink of an eye you have to deal with it or die i'm 60, 62 i went to run errands one day with my beautiful wife of 42 years and i came home two hours later a widower she died of a massive heart attack in the passenger seat that was about 13 months ago it's been hard but i'm still here thanks to some wonderful people in my life i don't think this kind of things happened to me before something that is like a great serious uh catastrophe hasn't happened before but what really well what is the takeaway from this for me was that you realize that life can just change in the blink of an eye and seeing myself um being relatively healthy having um, hands having feet having a thinking a brain that works being in a scenario in a situation that's not that bad i mean of course i mentioned a lot of things i like to say my life sucks and everything all about my parents problem and whatever okay the good also kind of equalizes the bad in this case i have friends and i have a job i earn decent money not like dirt poor like that so at the end of the day i have somewhat most of the things that are is there's enough for me to I don't know survive in this world and that is something that i'm grateful for because some people are less fortunate where they might have faced certain kind of cat catastrophe maybe they are born in the worst situation they are born in the third world country that's even more worse um 
something bad might have happened to them when they were young. You, you never know, and things can just change. And I'm just, it just makes me grateful that I'm kind of in my position, even though I hate it. Maybe it's a Singaporean thing to complain anyway. Yeah. So just being grateful in general, because sometimes, right, catastrophe just happened to you, and there's no way for you to justify it. Like when a car hits you, like how do you justify that? Like, like you don't deserve it, but bad things just happens in life, right? And that sucks. And when these kind of illogical things happen, it's very hard to really logic yourself to really understand, right? Like we we try and seek meaning. Like people, human beings, try to seek meaning in this world. And when things that doesn't have any meaning, that's illogical, happens to you, then that's tough. Maybe that's where people lead on to religion, right? Kind of helps you justify why these kind of bad things happen. When you don't have religion, then tough luck. Maybe you need to find a solution to cope with this problems right so that's that being grateful then the next thing is the next comment uh the person just says it won't just happen full stop i spent a lot of my early 20s being sad and defeated feeling sorry for myself i always cope with this by telling myself that i will take i will make something of myself eventually and meet a woman eventually and be happy eventually the truth is, eventually doesn't come if you don't make it come. Improvement has to be proactive. You can end up 40 years old living with your parents, playing video games all day and with no motivation. Nothing will prevent that from happening other than you. So that really hit me. That really hit me quite hard, I would say. I think the first, the first two sentences talking about um, he spent a lot of like he or she spent a lot of his uh, uh, early twenties being sad and defeated, being sorry for myself. I feel that I spent a lot of that in my early twenties as well, victimizing myself. And I think as I approach thirties, right, my perspective kind of changes a bit. Um, I feel that I'm taking more. I'm not really. I feel I'm taking more actions now. I think my philosophy, like taking philosophy classes in in year one of uni really kind of shape the way I look at things and maybe it's a good and bad thing at the same time so it was good because it helped me realize that when I did a research paper on whether we have control in life right are we shaped by our own circumstances or do we have control and what I really learned that that really helped me was you know whatever you do you can always argue in a way that you are your uh, influence or your outcome of whatever that's affecting you, right? It's like the butterfly effect. If you think about it, like if you go to um, brush your teeth, that seems like an action that you take, right? That you, 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 you think about it and you take, or you just subconsciously, subconsciously go and do it. But then what actually shapes that? You don't really have control over it because at the end of the day, you are influenced by um, the health theory or like, uh, social expectations um, just ideas that you know, brushing your teeth keeps your teeth clean protects your teeth if you don't have this kind of influence right then you wouldn't have to brush your teeth right so at the end of the day you might need to take action but you are very much still influenced by all these things that are affecting you even for like a salesperson the person seems to be doing like you know they sell insurance they earn a lot of money but then you think about it 
they need to be lucky enough to meet these people. Maybe they, they go network a lot of times, but not every time you go network, you will get this kind of client, right? To get clients that want to buy your stuff. And at the same time, you need to have the kind of personality. So you need to think about like what creates that personality. It could be the parents. Maybe they have good parents. Maybe they have bad parents that forces him to become this way. So you can kind of argue all the way back that all these things that are happening around you affects you. So you don't really have much control if you think about it in the grand scheme of things. And that kind of logic approach to um, things, right, kind of helped me in terms of coping with my own problem, like this parent problem um, in my early 20s, seeing that like I'm dealt with this shitty hand and that's how it is. I have really no choice, right? And I can only make the best out of what I have. But of course, I feel that like near the end of my 20s, like sleeping or just marinating and brooding over this, this mentality doesn't really help improve life. In that sense, it was very useful in the early life to help me deal with just trying to accept. Because like, you know, you go through the five stages of grief in the sense where you reject this situation, you accept it. Then you kind of like, like you need to reach the acceptance stage, right? So it was very useful to help me get to the acceptance stage where like, okay, this is how it is. And then once you reach that stage, then you realize how, how bad that approach is also in terms of just marinating in it, right? That you at least need to take actions. At least you need to do something about it. And that's where the year end, like last year I mentioned about how I want to start exercising, meditating, do whatever things that will improve my life in some ways to help like counteract against all these problems that I have and hopefully become a better person out of it. And I'm kind of, I would say, one third or two thirds. Wait, where, where am I in terms of my lifespan? Maybe half of my active lifespan really. So I want to put my best foot forward looking at people who are older, working in the organizations where people are generally older, you kind of see like, yeah, even though I feel like I'm very old, but I still have 10 years ahead that I can really take advantage of to live my best life to just be even happier and more contented. Let me take a sip of water. Yeah, so that's the, I would say, the reflection and the introspection that happened in the last few months, the days leading up to 2022, end of 2022 and the start of 2023. And that's how I'm going to approach life before I hit 30s. <laughs> so that's that. Next one, the person says, uh, somebody said, whatever you say can and will be used against you. This is something that is like, I'll mention quickly. I think I got to say this before. Um, for those who are young, for those who are old, so whoever experienced betrayal before, you realize that at work, whatever you say, most of the time, you know, nobody is, is all for yourself, right? Even though people can be friendly and everything and just be, be picky and be very tactful with your words. Uh, speak politely to people that is above you. You realize that, a lot of these power imbalances, it's like a jungle, man. It really is like a jungle, even though it sounds so funny and like a joke like that, but it's like a jungle in the, in the working world. And people will try and take advantage of you. People 
have their own self-interest, people only have the company's interest because that's how companies are shaped. They are incentivized to take action in the interest of the company. And whereas when you are at the bottom level or at any level, I think whoever you are, you most likely at the bottom or at the middle. So someone is still on top of you. So you are still at the whims and mercy of someone. So you better be careful. I think one of the examples was that like, as an intern, I was working at this agency and I was speaking to this financial controller in this case, like that's part of the accounting finance firm, a uh, part of the finance department. And then he was just being very casual, the typical uncle asking me, how are you doing? How's internship? Then I just be truthful, right? I thought being truthful is, is nice. Being honest is good, is cool. And just being honest is, you know, honesty is the best policy or whatever it is. Like saying like, oh, you know, actually not doing much work. Like I'm trying to learn. Uh, it's very different from what my friends are doing. And when I said that, I thought it was fine. Then when I tried to extend my, my internship, extend, convert it into a contract role, then my words came back and bite me. It, it was used against me. If the person was, in the end, when, when they had to do this uh, renewal or extension, right? They had to discuss with not just HR, they had to discuss with finance as well. And finance is the controller of the salary, right? So in this case, the person just asked, he told me this, 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 and this. He told me that he's not learning. Then why are we still extending? Then die already all like that. I shoot myself in the foot. I didn't, I didn't even know. So that is something that is like, just be careful. And yeah, that will really affect. You never know. You just need to take it that there are always uh, eyes and ears around you, right? And just be, just be nice, I would say, and just be careful. So the next one, this one is something that I learned later on in life. Physical appearance matters. Almost everyone is shallow. And if you are ugly, people might treat you as inferior. And you have disadvantages in almost every aspect of life. Pretty privilege or halo effect. Look that up. And then this person kind of captions. As an ugly person, I can, I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, I would say that I'm not ugly to the extent where I get the disadvantages of being ugly, but I'm not handsome to the extent where I can experience the halo effect. But being in the middle, you can kind of see um, the benefits and the disadvantages of both, both sides in this case. And you know, being good looking definitely helps a lot. And, and I think it's not just, just work or social life. Even romantic relationship is also kind of tough, right? Like you realize how challenging it is. And if you're only avenue of finding relationship is on the dating app then you're kind of doomed when you're not good looking at all and if you are very strict or particular in terms of who you choose to swipe with which is me i think partly it's also my my fault lah. I, i'm just way too picky and everything it's just challenging the only way is to find someone through work at the end of the day um, physical appearance might matter but i feel that circumstances and experiences might also affect things in general. It's not just like a one-dimension thing, right? Our, our society doesn't operate on just this alone. So your connection, your social network, um, your experience, your confidence, everything helps a lot. So yeah, this is uh, my way of trying to reason this out. Like it's not always about looks, but sometimes it does. And it's kind of sad, but it's what it is. You make do with what you have. So that's quite interesting. Next one is, 
failure is part of life. I will end it, I will end it off with this. So this person commented failure is part of life and then the second person commented replying to this comment that says um this is like from Star Trek and I and I, I remember this statement like I always recall this and I I would I would say that I remember this to heart and I always use this whenever things bad things happen when I try. So this statement says this uh yeah this quote says uh, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. And this person is said by uh, John Luke Picard. Captain Picard, if I'm not wrong, from Star Trek. I don't really watch Star Trek. I think a lot of us Asians are more exposed to Star Wars, I would say. Don't really see Star Trek on TV anyway. <laughs> so this is very useful here because you realize that, you know, life is not like strictly good and bad. Life is very varied. There's a lot of random factors that is happening. You can put your best foot forward and you can still fail. And that is something that I remind myself that like, you need to try your best to give yourself, to set yourself up. When the opportunity comes, you can grab it. But you shouldn't like, um, ruminate or kick yourself over the fact that when you set yourself up really, you try, you try your best and you still fail. You shouldn't kick yourself because of the outcome because you really try your best really and that's life right things sometimes things just doesn't happen you just need to change course figure out how to put your best foot forward how to figure out like what's the next step then you just continue and i feel that that's the best way and the key thing is also learning how how to not torture yourself and punish yourself for not succeeding because you have no control right at the end of the day i think it's important to hmm, separate two things, which is the outcome and the action. Let me drink some water, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's important to separate your actions and the outcome because I think the key po- I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because I was looking at, I was learning like, you know, some psychology stuff and looking at therapy, like, and they say it's important to separate this. So the way I look at it, and the the best to my understanding, right? To my best understanding is like, I mean, we very much we learn in the when we were young until now that it's like when you do you do A or X or whatever, then you get a certain results, right? And that you kind of tie it together with your actions, and this kind of creates this kind of problem where you know you you, you think that you try your best, you're gonna get good results or whatever it is, or you're gonna succeed in life. And that's not always the case because when you look back at other things like why people are successful, why entrepreneurs are successful, um, they, some, some of them have good uh, resource network, they have good parents, they have uh, well connected because you know, through their parents and it's not always so straightforward. And you need to, that's why you need to tie, you need to separate this tie away because at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, when you're outside of studying, when you're actually in the working world, when you're in talking about social relationships, about humans that are kind of unpredictable sometimes, you can commit action X, it doesn't necessarily get you the, the, the X results or whatever, the results that you expect in this case. Hence, you know, it's very important that you, you try your best and not harp over the, the results at the end of the day. And that and approaching things that way will kind of make you less 
go less crazy, I would say. Feel less depressed and feel less sad. Because you can always tell yourself you did your best. But of course, at the end of the day, I mean, human nature, like, you want, you really want it, alright? You did your best, you really want it. But that's how it is. Sometimes it's like that, lor. And hopefully that is enough of a, of a, of a plaster, of an approach to plaster that, that temper, that, that pain temporarily, right? And, and I think that would be a more healthy kind of approach to life in general. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, this also is very useful for me, just reflecting on it, trying to articulate all these things. And, and it's nice. I, I'm, I'm glad I managed to get through all these comments because like, I don't know. I think recently I've been doing a lot of work and very stressful and not just that, like, I don't know, man. I keep on saying this a thousand times already. Like, like is it stress? Is it age? Like, my, I'm just having like bowel problems hyper acid reflux and everything that makes me want to burp and and just feeling uncomfortable like when i press my stomach it feels pain like am i am i getting some sort of sickness i'm not too sure <laughs> is this part of old age am i gonna i don't know man but okay just complaining anyway so that's that i hope you guys enjoyed the 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 podcast uh today's episode is kind of chill i'm quite sure i started a lot along the way I've, you know, I try to try my best to not like have any silent moment, but I mean, when you don't edit and when you ruminate at night, it's a different atmosphere, I guess. And maybe this is something that is better than edited ones. Maybe it's more chill, keeps you, I don't know, makes you fall asleep, I guess. Actually, I really like this, you know, thinking about it. Like, I, 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 def- I definitely prefer this because it feels like it gives me, it reminds me of those vibes that I have right when, um, when I used to, uh, not really used to, I still do it nowadays, but when, you know, when we were younger, in school, when you have lesser worries, right, when you have, when you have a friend that has a car, after studying, or, you know, just, at night, they can drive you out, we can drive to eat prata, eat supper, and then we can also, just chill and, Heart to heart talk at the same time. I mean, we still have it. I still have it um, now and then, even though now I'm working. But you know, it happens more often when you are in uni, where you are like you know, dreamy, hopeful, everything fresh, naive, and whatever it is. It kind of reminds me of those moments where, like this podcast, kind of, you know, it's like it's like an extension of that, like a replication of that, where you just sit down, eat prata, drink taping or whatever. Then you just talk about whatever we feel like we want to talk about, right? Then your friends can give you advice as well. Then we just kind of listen in to one another's problem, which is nice. Yeah, cool. Okay. Anyway, if you have been enjoying this this podcast, please consider supporting me via the Patreon page. Um, supporting you know the support will go a long way. <laughs> Makes my life more stable in terms of financial stability. Um, every dollar counts and it will contribute to my I mean I'm not quite sure whether I can upgrade the, the podcast hopefully I can, I can upgrade to a video podcast in the future but at, the, at, at this current moment I don't think it's possible la. but eventually hopefully you can get there and also you know you, you, you know make me happier I guess seeing money <laughs> yeah monetary driven anyway um, yeah and it might even contribute to my BTO in the future right <laughs> But that's that. 
I hope you guys uh, enjoy the week ahead and I'll see you guys next time.